0: Coming up on this episode of Rounding Third, I've got Walter back on with us to talk about a question that we get quite a bit from people that are thinking about podcasting and those that are are podcasting currently is how do you define success, right? We all want to know if we're doing well, how do we compare to others? Should I continue pushing on with this project? But there is ways you can define it. But most importantly, there's some questions you'd be asking up front before you get into podcasting. We'll talk about that next coming up. Here at
1: Third Wheel Media, we help you navigate the world of radio, podcasting, and video so that you can hit a home run with your content. On this podcast, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look at what we do. This is Rounding Third, Conversations in Modern Media.
0: Welcome back in to another episode of Rounding Third, Conversations in Modern Media. As I mentioned, we've got Walter Storhold back on with us again. Walter,
1: how are you? It's good to be here, Ben. Thank you. I'm doing great. Hope you are.
0: I am. And I wanted to bring you back on because this is something we've discussed uh, recently and figured it would make a great topic for the podcast. And it's really about defining success when you podcast. I know this is something that you know our clients are asking us all the time, right? Of course, if you're going to spend marketing money on a podcast and you want to invest in doing it correctly, you want to know whether or not you're having success, right? And this is a question that I guess almost everybody, they don't ask immediately when they join or decide to start a podcast, they they answer ask this question probably pretty early on after they've launched the show and have a couple episodes under their belt.
1: Yeah, it's a popular question and it goes hand in hand to me with the question of what's your goal for the podcast? And a lot of times people don't actually know What their goal for doing the show is. So they kind of come into it. Just some people are are have the mentality of uh, I don't know. uh, Someone told me I should do a show. And so that's where I am in the process is someone said you'd be good at it and you should do it and it'd be helpful because it helped me. So that's where I am. So that's where I start to try and dig under the hood a little bit with folks to say, all right, so what's the what's the purpose of the show? What's the goal? What do you want to do it for you? Then that makes the whole defining success part of the equation a little bit easier to define because we could be talking about success in terms of download metrics when somebody says, no, my goal for the show is to raise awareness in my community and, you know, and and meet people by interviewing them. So those would be two very, like, incongruent Ways to measure that person's goal, and so their success would be kind of really indefinable if we're looking at you know just just download metrics and not how those relationships are blossoming from say the interviews that they're doing with folks. So those two things I think go hand in hand pretty uh, pretty closely. Well, let's let's kind of dig into that a little bit then. So when you say define
0: success, when you're talking with someone about that, and, and you're speaking with a business owner or a financial advisor, whoever it might be. What typically are the answers? Like when somebody asks, when somebody's listening to this and says, I don't really know how to define that, I'm kind of in that boat of, uh, I don't know exactly what I want to get out of the show. What are like, should be the common maybe goals for your podcast?
1: Yeah, I think there are probably four categories that most people are going to fit into. Uh, That's probably not a maximum, but that these tend to be the four most popular And so one would be, and this one is uh, definitely more popular these days than it used to be, and that would be to actually meet people through the show. So typically when someone wants to do an interview-based show, they want to accomplish two things. One, they want to generate good conversation and um, a connection with the people they're actually interviewing on the show. Uh, Those folks often define success by how many of those people they're turning into clients or building relationships with or elevating their status in the community by having, let's say, the mayor on the show and other local businesses and nonprofits, more of a community service element. And so they're measuring the success in that in that format. And so that's kind of uh, an interesting way to go about it for a lot of people. I've got a few clients that are like, I don't actually care if anybody listens to my show. Just having the show <laughs> g- gives me the credibility Um, It's kind of like when people used to do radio and they just wanted to be able to put the radio symbol, the radio logo on their website to say, Mm -hmm. I've got a show on this station. It's just sort of this instant credibility boost. And so that's the goal for some people is to just have that show, elevate their status in the community, um, and whether that be with the people they're interviewing or just by doing a show that serves the community. That's sort of one newer method that a lot of people are approaching. Uh, So that'd be the first one, and I'll do the other three more quickly. Um, And the other three are still probably more popular. And at its most basic level, it would be I want to do a podcast to serve my current clients. Uh, Maybe I I don't write a blog. um, I don't do a lot of other social media posting. I don't do a lot of other communication with my clients. I just want an easy way to keep in touch with them podcast is nice quick and easy to hop in talk about what you know update your clients on current events and things that are happening be able like when the pandemic happened ben we had what lots of shows where people were just really addressing the concerns of their clients and just instead of calling all their clients they were doing it in podcast format and then blasting that out via email so that's a great way to use the show and use the podcast and i would say that's in its most basic form the other two would then to be serve prospects that are already in your funnel So I want people that are between, you know, coming in for their first appointment to interact with the podcast and then definitely between appointments one and two to be listening to shows, interacting. I want the podcast to help close those prospects. Okay. That'd be number two. And then the third most popular one is, okay, I want the podcast to actually serve as a tool to meet new prospects. So before they even get into my funnel, I want them finding me via the podcast and then them becoming a prospect from that. That'd be that third element. Well, I notice you... Didn't mention download numbers, right? So
0: I guess uh, for a lot of people, they're not coming into this trying to be YouTube or podcasting or YouTube, if they put it there, stars, right? I mean, that's typically not the goal of a business owner.
1: Correct. Very rarely. I mean, there's kind of a joke that I would say is in 90% of the sales calls that I'm in and those initial conversations with people. There's a 90% of the time joke about, you know, we're not trying to be Joe Rogan, but Joe does things this way. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to learn from the guy who kind of dominates the industry? Yeah. At the same time, there's reasons he does certain things because he dominates the industry. And the way that he does things may not necessarily be the way that you should do things. So that's always a funny thing to talk about, but actually illustrates a great point that what someone else does may not be a very good fit for you. Same goes even just if you're looking at other financial advisors doing something. And, you know, or, or other business owners and saying, oh, they do a show and this is how they do their show. I should make mine like that. Well, not necessarily, because the way that your goal shakes out then also kind of dictates how your show is created. But I will say very rarely do people come on and say, well, you know, I want a thousand downloads, um, you know, per show. I want 10,000 downloads a month or, you know, rarely do people have a number that they're throwing out already in mind that they want to have. Yeah. So when you're measuring success and
0: with the podcast, based on your categories. So the first one, it's pretty easy to measure success. Are you able to bring in business owners in the community, leaders in the community, and have these people on and and begin those relationships, right? So that's fairly easy to measure. And if you're able to have those consistent conversations, boom, you're getting out of exactly what you want. Uh, The second category, as long as you're covering topics that you know your clients are are interested in and you're covering them in detail and sharing that with them and sending it out to them, the follow-up process, you're having success there. The third one maybe is a little bit harder to measure, right? And this is kind of the, the what we run up against quite a bit is, well, how do I measure that I'm getting in front of new people based on the podcast itself? And I know that there's no real clear answer to that, right? Because there's a lot of different things. We've discussed this on the podcast. There's a lot that goes into bringing someone into the office. All these things kind of work together. But I do know that over time, and I've and I've kind of seen this and experienced this more and more with with people I work with. Is that the longer you're doing it, the better off you're going to be? And that might seem like, oh well, yeah, you of course you want me to do the show longer. But <laughs> in, in truth and reality, is after a year or so, you start hearing more and more of, hey, yeah, I had some people that have been listening for a while that have finally decided, hey, I, I want to do, I want to start building a plan, or I want to sit down with a financial advisor. And I've been listening to you for a while. I'm going to come in and talk with you. I mean, you hear more and more of these over time, right? You rarely hear this in the first three six months, even. Because you haven't been established, right? You haven't had many shows around. But over time, a year, two years, you really start to kind of see that compound.
1: Not only compound, and I think that's a really good point to bring up, but I, I want to circle back too to kind of talking about those download numbers kind of mixing in with that conversation. And also the expectations is just like, all right, so so how do I measure that success for each of these categories? You know, if you're serving your current clients, the way you measure success is, are your clients talking about the shows that you're doing? You know, Hey, I heard you mention in, uh, in that podcast you did recently about the blah, blah, blah event that we had. That was so great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Or, oh, that really helped me. I sent that show over to my brother because he needed to listen to that. You know, Are you hearing just that word of mouth from your clients that they're interacting with the show in those ways? You can also just look at the emails that you're sending out. Are people clicking on the podcast to listen to it? Uh, but word of mouth is most popular because that's where people are going to tell you what they like, what they don't like, the questions that they thought were interesting, and they'll just start dropping that into you. You'll also notice that in that second level where you're trying to serve prospects that are already in your funnel. So someone will come into your first appointment and they'll start saying things like, oh, yeah, I was listening to your podcast or was listening to the show that you did about X, Y and Z. And now you're here talking about it in the meeting. Okay, this is familiar to me. Like That's a great assist of the podcast in the sales process to be able to kind of pre-educate that person before they come in to have a conversation with you. We have a lot of people that strategically use the podcast in their sales process. After a first appointment, they'll send two or three handpicked episodes that are really close to maybe that person's situation. Maybe they addressed items that were in that person's specific and unique situation, and they'll say, hey, as some follow-up to our meeting and before you come back in for a second time, boom, check this out, and, and here's a couple of cool topics that apply to you. You know, how cool is that to kind of customize your approach in interacting with somebody? So it's still very high word of mouth in terms of growth. What's interesting is if we do look at the download numbers, for those who are just serving their current clients, very consistent. Every episode gets the same amount of downloads, Yeah, you know, give or take a few. The prospect focus is a little bit different because it kind of depends on how many prospects you have in the funnel. So we notice that, and then certain episodes will get more pops than others, but we'll also notice those trends to be a little bit more wavy. There's like a general increase in overall download numbers over time. So you're adding fans to the show, but you're also really making a show that's for people that are in the sales process and you may lose them as a listener when they become a client or when they decide to not become a client. And that's okay, especially if they become a client and stop listening. Who cares at that point? They became a client, and the podcast helped them out, and that's the goal of the show. So we'll often see that that growth wave is a lot more random because it just it depends on how the prospects are coming in, sticking with you. You may not be doing the kind of show that's built to hold a listener for a really long time, so we have people that have very low download numbers, but they're they know that their prospects are listening and interacting with the show. Yet you talk about uh, measuring success; that's how they're measuring that success. They're like, I don't ever want a thousand a thousand downloads does nothing for me if nobody's becoming a client. So I want these people listening and becoming a client. So they build their show to kind of match that. The final piece that you're talking about, yeah, a little bit tougher. I want to meet new prospects, and I want the podcast to be the element to do that. I want podcasting to replace what radio still is, but definitely used to be in the eyes of everybody where you bought time on the air, you put your show out there, the phone rang, th- that was your list of prospects for that week, you called them back, 10 became 4 and then you closed 2 and you know, now you look at your ROI and do it all again the next week. That's kind of the mentality that some people still want to squeeze out of podcasting. And I actually think we're starting to get a little bit closer to that being a possibility, Ben. Um, we're actually running some pilots right now on some new ad tech that's out that is specifically geared to help podcasting become um, a little bit more directly in the face of someone who you've never met before um, through through different ad technology and being able to introduce them either to trailers or specific episodes that might meet their their niche. Um, And also being able to target people more specifically than what we can maybe do sometimes on Facebook and through other ad methods. So that's going to be fun to explore in the coming months and see if we can create a little bit more of that community around generating new leads specifically from the show. Not to say that that doesn't happen now, but it kind of goes back to what you talked about the longer you're doing a show and the more consistency you have, that's where we tend to see those direct leads start to pick up because the show's being referred from your solid listener base that you've built up over the years to other people in the community or to friends and family. It's becoming a referral source and that's driving new business. And now you're just being in the community for a long time and you've got good SEO. You're popping up in more people's feeds. It's a slow build to create a podcast organically into that new prospect generation machine. Um, But it definitely does does happen.
0: It'll be interesting to see how those new tools and strategies work here in the coming months and uh, something I know we'll be talking with people about as we, as we go forward. And and even those that do like to judge downloads, it's it's only natural too, Walter. Like You, you want to see that there are people listening, right? I mean, yeah. even the people that are truly just trying to serve clients, it still feels like, okay, I'm getting a little bit more out of this and, and it's worth my time. I've got more than You know, two or three people listening to each episode, which... Well, two
1: or three is nice, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So even for people that just, in general, podcasting, not there's not huge numbers of downloads just on average for podcasts, right? I mean, obviously, it's skewed for some of the big ones that are making a ton of money and getting millions of downloads. But for the common podcaster, you're not getting a whole lot of downloads each episode.
1: No. What's the, I forget the stat off the top of my head. It's like if you're if you're getting more than 100 downloads an episode. Yeah, it's like 140
0: or 150 or something. Yeah. What
1: 140 or 150 maybe now, you're in the top, what is it, 10% of all podcasters at Maybe that not point? quite that high,
0: but yeah, I mean, definitely the top half.
1: Or is that the median, the medians? Yeah, I think the, you're above average. Okay. Average yeah. or median, one of those two metrics is at the 150 episode mark. So, if you're beyond that, you're already past half of all the shows that are out there, including, you know, that's with the Joe Rogans and other really, really popular shows with hundreds of thousands and millions of downloads, skewing that number higher. And that's usually data that they're pulling with active podcasts. So they're throwing out the people that are producing zero shows and zero listens, even. Um, you know, the shows that are no longer in operation. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're doing great. If you're already above that number, just without any other data or piece of information or perspective of success, you're surpassing a hundred, 150 downloads an episode. You're already doing better than shows that have a broader appeal than small business owners and a financial show. And some of these things, you know, cause yeah. uh, you're, you're competing in that metric against shows of all types, which is important to keep in mind. Right. Well, hopefully this gives you
0: kind of some sense of, of how we approach it and what we talk about with clients. And if you haven't thought through this and haven't answered these questions in terms of how do you want to define your success, what are your goals for your show, then something you need to address early on, but we're happy to you know to talk through that with you and, and kind of Maybe help you point your target a little more direct uh, moving forward, but I think we do this kind of in general too, while with people we're working with anyway. even yeah. if you come in without a true goal, so to speak, we kind of we help kind of craft that along the way.
1: I will say Ben we are uh, can use this as a, a quick moment for those who are interested in perhaps expanding their audience and using maybe some of these new tools to meet new prospects if anybody if anybody's interested in being part of that kind of beta test that we're doing we're looking for a few more participants okay. uh, to be involved And so we've got kind of two different levels. I'll just go ahead and give you kind of the idea to be thinking about. Kind of level number one and strategy number one uh, would require approximately a $500 a month commitment to test out. So if if that's in your wheelhouse and that's a possibility and you want to potentially grow your audience that way and try that new program – That's option A, and then option B is where we can actually do a little bit more targeting. The cost per download of your episodes and your show goes up a little bit. So again, um, we're a little higher than that $500 mark, but about $1,000 a month gets us into that option B testing area. So if anybody's interested in being a test pilot, uh, being part of that beta program, and wants to be one of the first to try out some of this ad tech and see if that will help grow your show a little bit more directly and squeeze some additional performance out of the show that you're already doing, uh, get in touch with me. Um, Shoot me an email, walter at thirdwheelmedia.com. Um, you know how to do that. Um, or go to our website, thirdwheelmedia.com, get in touch with us through there. Um, easy ways to get in touch. We'll put contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it nice and easy. Very good. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do that as well. Again, we
0: aren't always consistent with the output of the podcast, but it's usually because things are a little bit busier on the, the other side of, uh, of the business, which is a good thing. But we try to uh, at least hop on here and we'll try to do a little bit better job of that moving forward and just try to provide some you know, content and information and education on what we do every day. But if you have anything specific uh, to you that you're curious about, we'd love to hear from you. We'll try to maybe craft an episode around that as well. But you can find everything online, thirdwillmedia.com Subscribe to the show wherever you listen. And we'll have plenty more coming. Walter, as always, good to catch up with you. I hope you're enjoying Colorado.
1: Ben, we need somebody to like co host the show with us that forces us hey, to do exactly. the show like we do for clients, right? So That's what we need. It's very good. we, so we, if, we if, need that extra lift.
0: If anyone wants to volunteer that role, you're you're welcome to do that. But until go. then we'll, well we'll keep on uh keep on keeping on. So thanks again, Walt. Uh, enjoy this. I think it's a a helpful conversation for a lot of people.
1: Sounds good. Chat again soon. And uh, let's follow up in a couple of months and uh, we'll have some data on how that ad tech has gone and what the uh, results are. And we would give people a lot of uh, additional information on that. But if you want to be one of the early adopters, uh, don't hesitate to
0: reach out. Awesome. Very good. Look forward to it. Thanks for listening to Rounding Third, Conversations in Modern Media. For Walter Storholt, I am Ben George. Have a good week.